The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Tuesday, April 19th, 2016, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series as casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts. First up, she didn't know what hit her as she liquefied before our very eyes. It's Ashley Michelle. Oh my god, really? Hey guys. Yes, really. Next up, she was nearly committed after telling fantastically wicked tales from the land of Oz. It's Priscilla. It figures only the dog believes me and the old lady. But hey guys. We're going to have a great episode. And we have a very special guest tonight. She rode her true love to safety as flying monkeys chased her. Welcome back, Brittany. I, I'm trying to understand what exactly that was. I'm writing my love. Wait, well, okay. Oh, you know what? I'll take it. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> We're very excited to have you back. So, unfortunately, Ava Stark and Katie Cat are not here tonight. I, I guess maybe some flying monkeys were chasing them and uh, picked them or up. Or Hades and... took their phone books. Oh, no. They that could have happened. Which is very sad. They can no longer phone home. Ah, but... I see what you did there. Yes, but <laughs> we'll figure things out, and hopefully they'll be back safe and sound next week, unless their name mysteriously appears on a tombstone or something. We'll figure it out. So let's jump into our recap of episode 518, season 5, episode 18, which was titled Ruby Slippers and aired on April 17th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. In flashbacks, Ruby and Mulan find themselves in Oz, where they meet Dorothy. After the three witness Zelina's return to Oz, they look for a way to defeat her once and for all. However, Dorothy mysteriously disappears, and Ruby's search for her new friend lands her in the underworld. Reunited with the heroes, Ruby teams up with Emma, Regina, and Snow to continue looking for Dorothy. Meanwhile, Snow and David struggle with not being able to be with their son, Neil, and devise a plan so that one of them can escape the underworld. So, 
let's get everyone's initial reaction to this episode. And we'll start off with our special guest, Brittany. That's right, you choose the best for first. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, I thought you were honestly, supposed to save the best for last. Oh. <laughs> it's the best well, for last. Well, I but it was like reverse, so, and I didn't know how to make it. Whatever. Anyways, I love this episode. It was really awesome, but the, the part that I liked the most was Ruby. I mean, honestly, when was the last time we saw her? When she left with uh, Mulan, right? I don't even know how long ago that was. It feels like she hasn't been here forever. And she's my favorite because I love wolves. She turns into a wolf. And she's gorgeous. Um. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> which is weird because I'm always picking vampires over werewolves. But no vampires here. So, Ruby takes it. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. No, I, no way. No way. <laughs> I'm going into the vampires. Steampunk Transylvania land has to have no. vampires. If, if Papi Chulo gets what he wants, there is going to be, like, vampires next Holy season. On I what. mean, you know what? I guess anything goes, because it is, I mean, I wouldn't consider it a fairy tale, but it is, like, some kind of, like, folklore, like, myth. Like, it's it's well-known. Dracula is very well-known, so if they go that way, you know, I, I'm i down. If they can give me a cool story, I'm down. But, um, overall, awesome episode. Ruby returns, Mulan returns, Dorothy returns. Um, I still don't like Zelina. I, I don't. I don't know if I'm ever going to. Um, but yeah, I like this episode. It was like half filler, half, half like moving the plot along. And I'm still. And I still don't know if Hades really is in love with Zelina. I guess we'll talk about that later. But I, I like this episode a lot. Ash, your initial thoughts. I really loved. The episode and the part where it was the main, the Avengers and Ruby and Dorothy. But other than those scenes, oh, especially at the end with Belle, like I can't stop cringing. <laughs> but I'm very glad that we have one thing is set straight with Belle and Rumple, and that. They are not considered to be true love anymore. That it's finally realized that he's done too much shit and we're getting our answers. Hallelujah! Ooh. Well, damn. Now for that, the episode for me was very satisfying. Well, there you go. Just as a side note, I hate that, and this isn't throwing anything to you, Ash, but I hate that people still call them the Avengers. That was like a Neverland thing. There's like no other word for them. Like the main well, I call them like, the well, Storybook story Avengers. I know it's a little bit longer, but I think it's would a little you, bit more accurate. Would you call them Hellbound then? Like what? What else? Like the Hellbenders? The lesbians? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the the three the threesome? Like I don't know, man. Like Hella make good. it fun. I mean, because I'm I'm not making fun of that. I mean, like that. I I don't know what else to call them, but I love them. Like, I feel like if we got a spinoff of just them, I'd, I'd watch the shit out of that. I would love a Ruby spinoff. Now that yeah? I think the thought is in my head, like, Ruby having her own show would be badass. And you I know, feel like she could take care of all the bad guys just eating them. We, I feel so bad about, like, offshoots because we got Wonderland and look what the fuck happened there. Nothing. Hey, Wonderland was good. Don't talk about Wonderland. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it wasn't Wonderland the show's was fault, it was really the scheduling's great. fault. Yeah. It was but, good! Yeah, but since you're talking, Priscilla, your initial reaction? Okay, so, I loved the main storyline here. Again, it really did feel like filler, but is good filler the and i was so here for the bro tp that is charming and a hook like yeah. those seem awesome but god damn does bell suck the life out of every fucking scene that she's in like her scenes with zelina dun, 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 and her scenes with fucking gold i'm just like <sighs> go to sleep just go to sleep nobody wants it, to see you is it bell or or pregnant bell I don't know, it's been Belle for a long time. I felt that way with her, with the scenes with Anna, too. Like, during the Frozen arc. Like, I liked her first, like, like her first season. But, I don't know. It's just... I I, I, I mentioned this last episode. It seems every time she's paired up with Rumpel... She loses a bit of her autonomy, of what makes her special, what makes her Belle. And I, I expect more from her. I expect her to fight. And I don't know, it feels like in this... I'll get into it later, but it just it's not right for me. I'm going to change your mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk. Well, damn. <laughs> well... I agree with the consensus. It was a great episode. Another strong episode in a very strong season 5B. I mean, there were so many great moments. I'm a big fan of uh, episodes where characters that normally don't share a lot of screen screen time together share time together. And uh, this episode was full of that, which I really approved of. And uh, I'm really excited to chat with everyone about this episode. But before we jump into a thorough recap of uh, the show, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with us via social media. First up, you can like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. You can also follow the station on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Poppy Chulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? You can email us if you're interested simply at talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. And of course, please search for us through iTunes. All you got to do is uh, type Storybrooke Weekly Mirror into the search box and hit subscribe. All right, so let's get into it. Quick shout out to the opening title card, which uh, showed us an image they've used in the past of Red walking through the forest, although now because it's uh, underworldy, it's the red tinted forest. So let's start off in the past. And this time it's some time ago in Oz uh, because this happened, I would say, just a few days ago in, in a sense. We have. Yeah, did, uh, did they get the title card wrong or something? No, they because got the title I... card right on. They got the title card. Not the title card, the um, the, the timeline 
uh, text right on the show. They had it wrong in the sneak peek. Uh, the sneak peek okay. said many years ago, which that would not have been accurate. The actual show, uh, when it aired, it said some time ago. Which is much more accurate. It really should have said like three days Thank ago. Thank you for clearing that honest. up. You're welcome. So we start off with Ruby and Mulan. They are in the Land of Oz. Remember, last time we saw Ruby and Mulan was during their excellent adventure with Merida. Yes, say what you want to say and let the words fall out. We wanted to see them be brave, and we did. You just had to do that. You're welcome. That was just for Ash. And for those that follow the show and uh, enjoy our inside jokes and enjoy when I drive Ash crazy. But anyway, the last time that we saw them together... They decided to join forces and uh, to see if they could find some of Ruby's wolf pack, some of the she-wolf pack. And uh, apparently it's led them to Oz, and Ruby can no longer feel the, the group's presence. She can no longer pick up their scent. But they're in Oz, and they had probably one of my most favorite things happen to them. I love it when the characters reference their movie or animated counterparts and Mulan was like so what do you know about this land and Ruby's like well there's a lot of singing at least I think there's a lot of singing you know I, I saw the movie back in story yes, book, that but was, I, that was my favorite. I think there's some books and I don't know and, uh, Mulan's and like, this Mulan's is not a movie just, <laughs> Mulan's just like a movie god damn it why do people keep talking to me about this shit like first it's Neil now it's Ruby she needs to go she Mulan needs to go to the real world to like Storybrooke because I need to see her interact with shit. Furthermore, like there should be like a side story which is just kind of like Storybrooke during the day where it's just like, I don't know, Hook learning to use Netflix for the first time and Ruby teaching Tinkerbell that she doesn't need to clap to have like Captain lights go Swan. on. Captain Swan, Netflix and chill. Yes. I, I need all the car- uh, all the characters to watch their own movies. I agree with that. We've said that, I think, since this show has been in existence. And I do have a good track record of making stuff happen. So that needs to happen, at least once. We need to see at least one of the characters seeing the animated counterpart, especially with a lot of kids now on the show. You know, have Snow and Charming show Snow White to Baby Neil. Yeah. Sorry, I don't approve of the name. But yeah, I need to that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But yeah, but I couldn't agree more. I think they need to see their animated counterpart. And they have missed the opportunity to, cr- to create like really neat and kind of uh, adorable web uh, series shorts or something like that. Like web shorts of like Hook trying to use Netflix or something like that. Or like some of the characters like, uh, I don't know, encountering... Uh, some items from our world that they've never seen before like those could be like i don't know like, like two to three minute webisodes or something oh my god not that <laughs> wow you took oh it there <laughs> i'm just kidding not really no i'm just oh kidding god they we're gonna banish you to the underworld well like they lived in the enchanted forest what is that like medieval times like it's time it's time to come to the real world oh my god I just thought of something super dirty. When you have her, you <laughs> time to come to the real world. <laughs> the real world has dealt. Or Hook learning to to drive. I want to see Hook learn to drive. 
Yes! With the hook? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm done giving suggestions. <laughs> On that note, they end up encountering a dog, and uh, Ruby's like, I know who this is. Toto! <laughs> she was right, actually. And they run into grown-up Dorothy, and uh, basically, you know, she's like, you know, it only growls if, if it's a witch. Are any of you witches? And she's like, you know, should I tell her? And Mulan's like, yeah, tell her. And she's like, she confesses her wolfy abilities, her werewolf heritage. And so as Ruby tries to bond with Toto, Toto runs off. And uh, Red insists on helping Dorothy track her dog. She's like, you know, I know where the dog is. And because Dorothy was initially going to be going the wrong way, but as they were about to go and look for Toto, in comes a green cyclone, and Zelina is back. So once they find where Zelina has crash-landed, Zelina appears and demands the silver slippers from Dorothy. She's like, I need to go back because I was banished here and I need to go back for my baby. And Dorothy's like, baby, like you can't have no baby. And, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, Zelina is insistent. She even has Toto being used as ransom for the silver slippers. And basically she tells her, you know, I want the silver slippers by sundown tomorrow. If not, uh, you're never getting your little dog back. Let's talk about this weird team up in a sense of Ruby, Mulan, and Dorothy, as well as uh, seeing Zelina being thrown back into the mix in Oz. And uh, I love the, the little reference that they had to their previous encounter with Zelina during that initial conversation as well. It was good. And, and if we think about it continuity-wise, this really only happened like two days ago because uh, Zelina was banished to Oz in the mid-season finale and... Uh, you know, we just recently saw Zelina returning to Storybrooke, you know, ready to take her baby back. So all of this has happened just within the past couple of days, which is interesting. I like to think of it as a little bit longer than that, that maybe it took Ruby a lot longer to get down to the, to the underworld and find Zelina because that, it, it makes me feel a little bit more, oh, like... I hate true love at first sight, and to say that it was just like two or three days ago, and for Ruby to be able to do what she does at the end of the episode, and it had only been three days since they met, like, it pains me. But it was, because all that happened in one night. <laughs> all that happened within the span of an evening. <laughs> at least in, in the flashbacks. But I like to think that she was looking a lot longer than two days. Well, we'd have to sync it up with when Zelina arrived, and Zelina hasn't been there long, so it has to have been just a couple of days. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make a timeline. Uh, I'm should. gonna. I'm gonna bet. I'm working on it. Just have so y'all know. Before the this episode is done. You're doing more work than the actual writers themselves. Their timeline is short. <laughs> they should hire Ash. I think you would get paid. Quite nice. 
By the Goku end bucks. of this season, I will have a timeline of the entire Once Upon a Time plot. No, but it, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump off what you said, Ash, because um, as much as I love the episode, I did roll my eyes when like we were realizing, or we are, or maybe us, the audience, already knew that Ruby was in love with Dorothy. But when we were getting the flashbacks, they literally met that night or like midday, and they had one conversation, and Ruby was swooning over Dorothy, and I'm all like, what? You know what? I, I had this discussion with somebody else. And this is the same show where Charming himself is like, but it wasn't until I saw the ring on her finger that I realized she'd be the only one for me. And the other episode where Cinderella meets, like, Thomas and falls in love at first sight. And the same with uh, Ariel and Eric. Like, this is Disney. True love at yeah, first sight. Yeah, it's fairy tale. All the fucking time. Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe I'm tired of it. <laughs> I, I guess, in a way, I want the, I want there to be a little bit more I think Brittany's hating. She it. wants her yeah, love at I, first sight. It is well, Ruby, and Ruby's one of our more badass characters that's like, well, fuck that. No, I'm going to do well, this. Yeah, and the thing with her story is she's like, I wanted to find my pack, but it, it turns out I really just wanted to fall in love. And I'm just like, what? You know? Like, I feel like I that's just, what it was. I just feel like it's shortchanged because... We had news that this was going to happen, I think, last year. And they mentioned that this wasn't going to be a very special episode or like a flash in the pan sort of thing. That these characters are going to be developed into like a really good LGBT relationship. And you see good like development of something like that. That's exactly the same as like straight relationships that are going on in stuff like Lost Girl or Orphan Black. And you get to Once Upon a Time and you're expecting that. And you get one episode where she falls in love while they're walking to a poppy field and riding the wolf and that's it. Like, that's that's all you get. Which makes me feel like, okay, it's a fairy tale. It happens. Like, it's a whirlwind romance. But you lied to me. You said that this was going to be developed and it wasn't. Well, I think what they said was that it wouldn't be a very special episode. Uh, you know, as in, you know, you know, oh, this, you know, this is the LGBT episode. But they also said that they would be treated like any of the other characters. And if we're comparing them, like you said, to like Charming and Snow and like to some of the other characters, what happened to them happened exactly to the other characters in a sense. You know, you meet the person that you're going to end up falling in love with. And, you know, there's some sort of a misunderstanding or something. And then, then true love. Well, which has happened many times before. So okay, I I get okay. I can see what you're saying. I guess I'm not I'm not mad about that at all. That that she finds love. It was just I guess. Well, I don't know. You know what? It's right. Maybe I'm being too picky on this uh, on this show because I love this show for specific reasons, and I forget yeah. that it's different from all the other shows that I watch on like the CW, where they torture you for like three seasons and then put your 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 uh, sorry, can't talk. Your couple together. It's a slow you know? burn. So, but, yeah. But you saw that with Snowing. You saw that yeah. with, with Captain Swan. And you saw that with Rumpel. And I'm just kind of like... Well, That's, fuck, true. That's I true. I could have gotten to see that with somebody. And to be honest, like, if this is love at first sight... May, like, I, I'm going to go with Ashley and, like, think that it lasted a little bit longer than just, like, one night. Because at the very beginning, they don't even look like they like each other. And, like... As it goes on, like, they're giving each other, like, these up and down, like, well, she's pretty hot looks. But 
I remember like the sparks that came out when you saw like Merida and Mulan together and and when Aurora and Mulan were together and I'm just like okay that is like fire when they first see each other and we didn't get that the chemistry wasn't as strong is there Dorothy gave some like weird vibes like I don't know like I don't know maybe I'm just being picky but I do I do want to see Ruby happy I do want to see my characters happy it was just a little like okay well but uh, they went to town though later in the episode if you know what I mean no nobody no we don't (laughs) oh my god this is okay show (laughs) sorry yeah so continuing on Later on that night, uh, Mulan and uh, Ruby and uh, Dorothy start brewing a potion to use against Zelina. Because remember, the last time they uh, met up with Zelina, they used uh, like a, a sleeping potion. Not, not really a sleeping potion. Yeah, I guess you'd call it a sleeping potion. It just knocked her out. And so they're like, oh, maybe we can use that so we can take, uh, take uh, Toto back. Ruby getting to know Dorothy, you know, she she confesses to Dorothy that she's still searching for something, but she no longer knows what. You know, she tried to find her pack, but she's not even sure if she really wants to find her pack. <laughs> can, Ruby... can I just like interject to say one thing? Yes. Like when she's making the powder from the poppies, and they're talking to one another, and and she's like, I- "I'm gonna go. I wasn't asking to go." Like. Mulan is just looking at both of them like, excuse me, like, do you want me to leave so this room can, like, be for yourselves? Like, yeah, <laughs> she's very, like, third person. Okay, sure. Let me just sit here, stir my bowl, look at you two, like, bicker and somewhat, like, flirt with one another. Okay, whatever. I feel so bad for her. She needs to get a girlfriend. I agree. Maybe that'll happen in the future. Katie, so, I heard on your show tonight when you were not here that Mulan is finally going to get a significant other. Can you confirm? Yes, it will be Granny. You know, so I, I, uh, I'm putting it out in the ether that I hope <laughs> Li Shang is a girl. Which could happen. Ooh. That, that could happen. That would be nice. Ooh, I w- now I want this. I didn't even know I wanted it until you said it. Although okay. if they do that, they really need to add gay men on the show. Because it can't just be all lesbians. I mean, Robin even if it's like minor characters. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's, it's Little John and some guy. Even if it's minor characters, like Little John and Archie or something, or I don't know, Peter, <laughs> Peter, Peter, That's Pumpkin not... Eater, and Jack Spratt or something. You Peter know, they Pan can... and... I'm just kidding. So we have Ruby and Dorothy, they decide to get the final ingredient for the knockout spell, or the knockout potion, and that final ingredient is poppy, you know, a little bit of poppy, you know, not the, not the poppy chulo, but uh, an actual poppy. Uh, I oh tickled myself with that. <laughs> of course so, you did. <laughs> I did. And so as they're out on their little journey together... Uh, you know, we we have Dorothy, who's not here for Ruby at all, like even, you know, tossing uh, tree branches in her face and everything, and she doesn't like to talk, but Ruby tries to get some information out of her, at least to figure out who this woman is, and she explains that uh, 
when she was a child, she visited Oz, but then she went back home, and when she went back home, like, no one believed her about any of her stories of Oz, and they were ready to even commit her, but it was her Aunt Em who believed her, and who supported her, and made sure that she didn't get committed, and uh, her Auntie Em, uh, right before she passed away, gave uh, Toto to Dorothy. It was her final gift from Auntie M. Makes me sad just as a book reader because she also has Uncle Henry and apparently he got shafted. Whatever. Or maybe he's dead. <laughs> but Aww. yeah, like I love how they trade sob stories where like Dorothy's like, you don't fucking understand. What would you know about like family not like caring about you? Well, I ate my boyfriend, and my whole town went after me, so... My my life sucks more than yours does. <laughs> and I will say, thank God they mentioned her boyfriend, because I fucking hate when shows pull a Buffy, and they have someone like... And what I mean by Buffy is, like, you have a character named Willow who dates, like, a male character... And automatically gets like a girlfriend or something and is automatic. No, I'm lesbian. I'm just kind of like, no, like you discount the relationship that you had before. And they mentioned Peter. And for that matter, like we had Gus for like a really short amount of time too. So like, it's not erasing like the fact that she's bi as opposed to like just a lesbian, which is good enough itself too. But like... Like, I, I like this. More representation. Hell yeah. Yeah. I agree. Gus Gus and uh, Ruby were cute in Storybrooke. Because you could tell he was crushing on her since day one. Yeah. Again, another, another minority character. Bye. Yeah, that stupid king. Yeah. So, continuing on, they finally make it to uh, the poppy field. And, uh, you know, Red was ready to get some poppies. But Dorothy's like, hey, wait. You know, one whiff of that and we'll be knocked out for days. And so they collect some poppies. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, they're being attacked by winged monkeys. Do, 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 do. And so uh, Dorothy and uh, Ruby are you know, trying to flee, but they're like, we'll never make it. Or at least Dorothy's like, we'll never make it. And so Ruby's like, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? And Dorothy's finally like, yes. And so then Ruby takes off her cloak and uh, gets into her wolfy form. And Dorothy rides Ruby to safety. I loved this and yes, because I, I love. I meant to say it that way. She rode the wolf, yeah. Ow. Um, <laughs> but oh my god, you fucking people that are doing set design on Once Upon a Time, what the hell is wrong with you? Did you just go to like a Michael's craft store and get like the fucking shitty ass like this is a rose spray painted orange and we're just gonna <laughs> stick them on the floor here like that was no effort whatsoever oh my god I have seen backyards for dressed up for Halloween that are better than that shit oh my god that was fucking awful 
it like it left a bad taste in my mouth. At, like, but at the very least, like I had cute nicknames. What am I gonna call you? Like if you're calling me Wolfie, how about Kansas? I'm like, oh my god, you too. Keep being cute. But that that scenery not cute. Well, it uh, is the Wicked Witch's uh, territory, so you would think she would have some fake flowers or fake stuff there, so... No, you know she likes dead flowers, apparently. Well, that, that's what I'm saying, is the... Uh, yeah. So, you, I think you can let that one pass. <laughs> Even though it's supposed to be, like, a romantic scene, I guess, like, build-up. Because um, that's where you see Ruby totally falling for her, and then she's like, here's a flower. And you're like, oh my god, flower. And, yeah. I mean, I was all for it. I didn't even notice how bad the flowers were. <laughs> I didn't notice. Like, I think Priscilla's just good at that stuff, because I'm there watching, like, the hot people, and Priscilla's like, hey, Oh, my God. What is here? What, what is around you? But it's good, though. Like, that way you know, you know, how much they're putting effort into the scenery and stuff, which, you know, I, I, I enjoy a lot in this show and other shows like Game of Thrones or Vikings, you know, when... Where they're filming in uh, other countries, but I don't think they film in other countries for once upon a time, right? Or my no. or, you know. unless you call <laughs> no. like Canada, like it's I called uh, the country is called Canada. Country yeah, of Canada. Like oh, okay, well, I meant like not USA or Canada. <laughs> um. I will say subtly in in their favor. I liked how the costumes mirrored one another. How they both like had cloaks. They were in blue. They had, like, corsets to one another. They had gloves. But one was blue and the other was red. I thought that Aww. was, like, a really nice nod. Like, they, they did well. And Dorothy still has gingham on, which is, like, check gingham, which is what you have in the books. That's when she asks, when they ask if she's a good witch or a bad witch. And, like, she has blue, the color of the munchkins. It, it it's nice. Like I, I approve of little nods like that. That those poppies, the fuck my life. They're terrible. I think it was romantic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh god. To send you a dozen like fucking plastic flowers. Getting any any kind of affection, <laughs> any kind of affection from you, Priscilla. I'm gonna be swooning. Thank you. <laughs> Aww. Well, after they return to Mulan, uh, and uh, Red de-wolfifies, uh, Dorothy seems a little off, and um, she seemed, uh, you know, like she needed some alone time. So she heads off, and she's like, okay, everybody, I'm going to bed goodnight. Y'all sleep outside, I'll sleep inside. And uh, Ruby and Mulan have a little bit of a heart-to-heart, -heart, and uh, after you know, sort of Mulan sharing her story. She's like, you know, oh, you know, don't wait uh, until it's too late to let someone know how you feel about them because Ruby confesses, you know, I, I think Dorothy might be what I was looking for. You know, maybe I needed someone who was just like me. Sad, sad Aurora, sad sleeping warrior fans because we, we're, we're all feeling that. Like, ah, I, I felt so... Do you remember when she's talking to Neil and Neil tells her, like, the worst feeling in the world is, like, leaving something undone and not going, like, and not telling the person how you feel? 
and realizing later on when she's like leaving and crying that like she never told Aurora how she felt. Like I'm glad that they had this chat, and Mulan told her like, no, like like you you should like it's a nice thing to fall in love and it's nice to tell people about it. It's sweet. Yeah, I agree. And so uh, you know. Ruby's still kind of hesitant. She's like, you know, Dorothy might not, you know, feel that way. But uh, she ends up getting the courage and uh, going up to, um, I guess that's a house, the shed that that uh, Dorothy lives in. I don't know. It's, it's teeny tiny people. And then she opens the door, but Dorothy is not there. She's left. Uh, and dun, dun, uh, dun. yeah, and all she's got is some gingham to remember her by. Aw, so we'll pause here because we'll continue on this story a little bit later. So thus far, what did we think of the flashback and what we saw in Oz? I liked it. I thought it was it was a good. Besides the whole set thing that Priscilla brought up, I thought it was <laughs> adorable between Ruby and um, Dorothy and especially Mulan to just be there like, well, it doesn't look like y'all need me. I'm going to sit here and brew some potions. <laughs> She's basically Rafiki. Oh, I can't, can you feel the love tonight is fucking happening? Oh my god, us? yes! Uh... so true. Ride that wolf. Ow! <laughs> well, Dorothy did technically ride that wolf. Uh-huh. I, I, I like. Why? That. Why? It's like every scene. Like first off, we have the flashback, and <laughs> and uh, Ruby's riding Mulan, <laughs> and now we have uh, Dorothy riding the wolf. It's it's interesting. A lot, A lot of Ruby's riding. riding Mulan. What? She was straddling her, remember? <laughs> I don't remember this. Remember when she was a wolf and she got on top of uh, Mulan and then like Mulan uh, throws from... the, the potion on her right. and then like Mulan, I mean um, Red is like right on top of Mulan like straddling her. This is a huge step up for her from eating her boyfriend as a wolf like um... and not in a good way. So like this, just, just standing on top of people pinning them and like giving them rides okay that, that that's better you're a better wolf than you were before and you know what shows really suck sometimes with making like cgi wolves and stuff like I- i'm just gonna bring up the fucking were panthers and true blood they're the no they're the most awful pieces of shit i've ever fucking seen no in my life. don't don't do it like, to me Disney Junior animals are better than that, but like this, that when she's a wolf, like it actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it looks much more realistic than some other shows. Aw. No, I liked it, and maybe that's why we may not get a lot of Ruby because, I mean, unless we're getting all human Ruby, which I'm okay with too, because the actress is completely gorgeous. But maybe it costs a little too much for. Wolf Ruby, and uh, I thought the the um, the nicknames were kind of cheesy, like really cheesy, <laughs> Wolfie and 
Kansas. I was like, really? Really? Why why not like pigtails? Oh wait, she didn't have any pigtails. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the that Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember those old Tex Avery cartoons where it's like Red Riding Hood singing and she's like one of the songs that she sings is like Oh Wolfie. So I actually really liked that she called her Wolfie. Is nice. Is cute. Why are you and always Cass- gotta go against me, Priscilla? Why are you always gotta go against me? <laughs> oh gosh. Because you're wrong. <laughs> ah, Alright, alright. But I'm gonna give it like the 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 relationship was cute. If it mm-hmm. and at least they fucking addressed it in the show where she's like, I just met her, but I've never felt like this about anyone else before. Is that weird? Like Yes. No, this is once upon a time. It's okay. It <laughs> there may be the something time. there yeah. that wasn't there before. Yeah. Say, you know, like I may, you know, not criticize, criticize on how it's beginning, but it doesn't mean I don't want to see it because I do. If we're getting more Ruby and we're getting more Dorothy, like I'm totally okay with it. I don't mind seeing this relationship flourish a little more, or even just a little bit more scenes. I'm totally cool with that. And Mulan too. She's got to get some action too. So. I thought her and Mulan were going to get together. But maybe I forgot about... Um, Who's the other girl's name? I forgot. Dorothy. You no, absolutely not... did forget about her. No, not Dorothy. The, the, the Aurora. Yeah, there we go. Her. That they ah. had a spark. When you guys mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah. Because I they get totally the best mine. ship names, though. Like, Mulan and Ruby were going to get Mulan Rouge, which I was like, oh, yes, give me life. Ooh. And Merida and, and Mulan were going to get Brave Warrior, which I was like, fuck yeah, that sounds awesome, too. Like, yeah. you guys get good ship names. Get good ship names. Well, no, because I, I didn't like Brave Warrior because they called um, Mulan and Aurora Sleeping Warrior. And now I don't like it when they repeat. You know what I'm saying? Warrior and Warrior. They should have made something a little more clever. Irish Asian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you want here, man. Oh wait, is she Scottish? I think she's Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. My bad. I'm really bad with uh, telling that apart. With white people. Countries, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, as yeah, but- Shakira once said in uh, the song She-Wolf, there's a she-wolf in the closet. Open up and set her free. Ow. <laughs> so let's move into present day. <laughs> Underworld. The lyric has uh, many different meanings to Brittany. She's finally understanding it. So Ruby is in the Underworld. And uh, she's surprised to find herself there. She's like, you know, I was tracking Zelina. And they're like, well, Zelina's here. And... So, uh, uh, Ruby is like, you know, I, I, I destroyed another life, you know, Dorothy's and, you know, I have to make it right. I need to find Selena. I need to find out what happened to Dorothy and all this kind of stuff. And so the group decides that they are going to help her. And, and Regina's like, what the hell has my sister done now again? And so they explain to her that Selena's in the underworld and they all decide to confront her. So, um... Yeah, so Zelina is in her farmhouse, and uh, Hades arrives and basically lets her know that uh, Ruby is in town. And Zelina's like, oh no, you know, if, if they, you know, 
hated me before, aka the heroes, you know, they're gonna hate me now, you know, with what I've done. And so, uh, after Hades, you know, once again, you know, tries to, like, be like, you know, let's team up, you know, I can help you, this, that, or the other, and Selena's like, basically, no. So he poofs away, and so she decides that she's gonna disappear as well, and she has the silver slippers, and she's ready to click her heels out of the underworld, but, uh, Regina stops her with magic, and, um... You know, she, they're like, you know, what did you do? What's going on? What you do now, witch? And Zelina reveals that she put Dorothy under a sleeping curse. And it can't be broken as Dorothy has no loved ones. You know, she may be beloved by the city of Oz, but, or the land of Oz, I should say, the denizens of Oz. But, you know, she doesn't have a boo thing. You know, there's no family that loves her. There's no one there. No one loves her. So, true love's kiss will never, ever, 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 ever work. Ha ha ha. Sorry. Uh, that hat that she was wearing. I don't care what none of y'all say, like, that hat with those feathers was so cool. Like, I loved it. Like, she pulls off really weird hats really well. <laughs> she, she, she even has that kind of, like, witchy pointed hat that still manages to look, like, fashionable. I love it. You can totally tell that the, the costume designer gets more enjoyment out of dressing villains because he did an amazing job with Regina and in Once Upon a Time he did an amazing job with like the Red Queen and here he's doing it again with Selena like they they make their bad girls look good that is true I want to say that I know Zelina has her haters out there and, and she's done a lot yes. so that people can hate and, and I completely understand that I love Zelina so I, I think Whenever she's on the screen, it's always a good time. But I'll say, this was probably one of uh, the first times, like maybe the last episode when she gave up the the baby, babyhood. Uh, that was another example of character development. But this episode featured a lot of it, in my opinion, because that whole conversation with Hades where she's like... Oh no, you know, they're going to hate me even more, you know, uh, you know, and and I deserve it basically and um and she was like, you know, I I need to um what did she say exactly? It was like cuz I know at one point she was like I, I need to leave. Oh no, she had said something like, you know, I I can't believe it, but I I'm going to be probably forced to have to do some bad things and you know, because they're they're not going to approve of what I did, and this, that, or the other, and and I loved the um, self-realization of her, like basically saying, you know, I I might have to do some bad things, and and I don't like that I'm going to have to do some bad things, and then her whole point of leaving, although in my opinion a bit cowardly, because if if you really do want to make amends, you're going to uh, face what you've done. She was actually leaving for a good reason you know she was thinking about her child and uh not wanting to do anything bad uh you know thinking of herself you know i'm a mother and i have a child and you know i shouldn't be doing all these bad things so i like the little character development and progression in her i don't know maybe redemptive arc hopefully no i i see exactly what you're going at i, I was getting was getting really annoyed 
the first half of the season because I was I hate when people are like but but I have a baby and the baby redeems me like that's such a stupid storyline it doesn't actually do anything but to see that she's actually done bad acts like this and slowly like try and change them and like with Regina telling her like you can't really change everything but like one step at a time I, I don't know and when you're mentioning like it's cowardly to run it just reminded me of the first time uh, Emma goes through the goes through a portal and when she's when they don't know if they're going to be able to bring her back a part of her stops using the magic because she wants to basically run away with Henry and she doesn't do that and it's the it's her first step doing that which was her step her first step into stopping being a villain and being a good person so maybe this is Zelina's small way of starting to be better I love that she's not like, oh, having this baby makes me a better person. No, it's, I have this baby, and it makes me want to be a better person. Yeah, I like the realization that she's done something bad. Because I have a feeling like, or I should say, I, I feel like old Zelina, like the, the Zelina that we saw during uh, her first arc on the show, she would not have had regret in doing what she had done like anything that she had done like she would have been very proud of what she'd done she would have been like wickedly laughing about everything that she's done and, and celebrating her evil doings but this Selena was more contemplative and was was like rem uh, remorseful in a sense because at one point like later on in the episode she even says you know I hope they do wake her up from her sleeping curse and I was like the Zelina of old would not have said that you know I love Zelina but I'm gonna like disagree a little bit just because like she did have that bluster at the very beginning when she's just kind of like, well, I, I I'm sorry that I'm so good at what I do. Like, so there is still that little like bitter, sarcastic green person inside of her, but like, she, it's it's chipping away. Give it time. I agree, and but Regina also has her sassy moments as well, so I don't think they'll ever lose the sass, which I like. So, I okay, like so... <laughs> oh, God. I'm not gonna rant, I just... just <laughs> you I, I can. Just like her. I, it's just... It's weird because how I've hated Regina, and look how much I love her now. Like, I adore Regina, but even if Zelina gets some kind of redemption arc, like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I love Zelina now, and be like, hey, well, at least you're not bitching about something stupid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm well, there's sorry. that. Well, it's because, like, isn't her, her revenge not even revenge? She's just mad because she wasn't chosen? Or that her mom abandoned her? And, she's like, that's. She's and, bitter, which is why she's yeah. green. Like, but it makes yeah. sense with her. <laughs> yeah, no, but. Brittany, like, don't be green, Brittany. Don't no, be green. I mean, and isn't that the way David's brother is, too, James? Isn't he like, you stole the life from me that I wanted? And now I'm gonna punish you. And I, I just, I guess I just don't like that story. It boils like down to, why didn't mom love me? Yeah, mom. I know. You had the life that I wanted, but the, but our parents are dead, so I hate you. You know, it's just, <laughs> I, I'm so done with that. So if they're gonna hurry up and give her redemption, okay, whatever. But if this is her step in in, in redemption, 
It's a really bad stab going with Hades. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume she's not stupid and she's she has a plan to get close to him and then betray him in the end, which I think that's where they're gonna go with. But if not, then I have nothing to say to her. <laughs> PSA well, but at least Mater was beautiful this episode. Yes. Yes. You know what also like her, it, during her chat with Regina, like you could see what she was drinking, like and obviously, like the, I guess they don't have like rights to Jack Daniels or something, so they had to like create <laughs> yeah. something else, and they created Morlocks, and I'm like, you you got the devil's name in hell. I fucking love that. Yes, it's a fucking big glass of whiskey. Yeah, I like that though. I did I did appreciate that from her, and you know what. I may not like that they're using a baby to, like, you know, you as her redemption journey, but I guess they had to do it somehow. I, I, and this is the step in the right direction. I guess use a baby instead of a guy. I mean, I guess that doesn't get cliche or old, even though that's exactly what's happening to Rumpel and Belle. You know, yeah. repeated repeated storylines, but... Uh, the shade. Yeah. I, I, I do give a little shade, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean I hate this show. I still love it, and I... Maybe they're gonna surprise me. I don't know. Maybe next season I'll be like, guys, holy shit, I like Zelina. Like, <laughs> you, I don't know. <laughs> but I'll proudly admit that I will not be salty about it. I will proudly admit if I like her or not, but I don't care. But I like Hades, so let's see where that goes. Well, there you go. All right, so after like a little bit of uh, conversation between. Uh, Regina and Zelina. Zelina actually hands over the silver slippers, like at her own will, with Regina just asking. And there's for, a great conversation. Furthermore, for anybody that doesn't read the goddamn books, they are supposed to be silver slippers. They are not allowed to use the MGM ruby slippers. Correct. That's like why. Like, I had like some people on Tumblr being like, well, why were they silver? I'm like. Oh god, they're having the same argument that they had uh, during season 3B when we originally saw the silver slippers. Exactly. That's funny. The youth of today. Oh, I didn't even notice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so during the conversation, uh, as uh, Regina's urging Zelina to hand over the slippers, basically Regina mentions what we sort of discussed, that, uh, you know... Basically, things don't happen overnight, you know, uh, just look at me and, and my story and what happened to me, you know, it took a while for people to trust and this is that the other. So, after the conversation, Zelina does hand over the silver slippers, much to everyone's surprise. And so, uh, one, now that they know that uh, Dorothy is under a sleeping curse, they're trying to figure out... True love's kiss, true love's kiss, true love's kiss. And so Ruby was like, well, her her Auntie M, you know, maybe. And she's dead. And like, well, maybe she's down here. And so after some research, basically heading on over to uh, Granny's and asking the Blind Witch. And the Blind Witch is like, I hate Auntie M. She's the competition. So Auntie M has like a chicken shack in the underworld. Did you see what it's called? It's Auntie's Chicken and Waffles. (laughs) Oh. I was like, Auntie's got some soul in her. Fuck yes. She's a Roscoe's boothang. 
Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Yes. I well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think the other two got it, but no, that so that's why head. I felt like yeah. I should explain. Nope. Nope. Yeah. So the they head on over to Auntie's, and Auntie M is like ready to give them like the soup, and it's to die for. But you know, if you're already dead, well, you know what I'm saying. So as she's sipping on some soup, uh, they're like. You know, we need your help for Dorothy. Like, you know my Dorothy? And she's like, yeah, you know, we need, you know, can you blow a kiss into a bottle? Because they had the idea after sort of searching in uh, the graveyard for Auntie M's gravestone to make sure it's not tipped over or cracked or anything like that. Because uh, the blind witch had bartered for David's breath, which creeped out Emma. They're like, Mm. maybe we could bottle a kiss. Because that makes sense. Why not? And so they, they're like, let's bottle Auntie M's kiss. And Auntie M agrees to blow a kiss into a bottle for Ruby to bring to Dorothy. But she liquefies in probably the <laughs> most disgusting death that we've seen on Once Upon a Time. Because she's like talking and she's like, and she's like, no, no. It's like that fucking mutant politician in X-Men. It just turns into water. Uh, and I love how they... Right away... You can tell. They still haven't gotten over Dark Swan. Because the first thing they do is like, Emma! What the fuck did you do? I didn't do shit! I'm sorry! And then she turns, but all this time... She turns into... Hades was sipping on some soup in the background. He's like, uh, the river of souls doesn't do a body good, basically. And, uh, yeah, he, he like, even, um, picks her up with a rag and, uh, s- squirts her out into, a, uh, like, a, oh, a mason God. jar. No. <laughs> that Perfect. floor must have been fucking filthy, because that was, like, clear water. <laughs> he picks it up, and it's all murky and fucking yeah, white and stuff. I'm like... Y'all need to well, it is Auntie M's ectoplasm. Exactly. She needs to scrub her floor, though. Like, that's some nasty shit. Your soul and, is dirty. Yeah. And after Emma's like, you're scared of us. That's why you did this. And the Hades is like, nope, this is a warning for all of you here in uh, the underworld. If y'all want to help the heroes, if y'all want to help the heroes, this is what's going to happen to you. Liquefaction, baby. And then all of the people in the diner were like, oh, I don't know no damn heroes. <laughs> Let me eat my chicken. That would have done the same thing. Horrible. I, I love how evil he is, though. Like, shit, you just took this innocent old lady and you turned her into water. Like, and this isn't just a death. This is a death in the underworld, meaning, like, that's it. It's over. There, there is no heaven or hell. There's just non-existence, and he, he does this so callously. Like he doesn't give a shit about any of his denizens. Like, I, I think he almost rivals Pan in being like the worst villain we've ever seen. And once again, that was the most horriblest death ever. I don't know. It seems like her soul was purified. No, I'm just kidding. Then it was like really dirty. Um. I'm like I'm really liking Hades. He's so freaking evil, but like in a good way. Like, see, I can get behind him. He's just evil for fun. 
I love these types of villains. But I didn't even care about the old lady. I was like, damn, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm bad. I also I'm like bad. his oh, whispery, like, thing. Like, he, he's such a creep. Yeah. What, what like, <laughs> what's a savior when nobody wants saving? <sighs> That's so good. <laughs> like, he breathes, he does like more sighing like after he's done. And like, that's why I don't know if I would want to be near him because he'd just be really breathy, you know? Just continually <laughs> breathes on your neck when he talks. Yeah, I hope he's like, he has some mid, uh, mints and stuff, you know, like he keeps up with his hygiene. <laughs> he reminds me of that fucking kid with the glasses and Hey Arnold, it's like. <sighs> yeah, <no. laughs> oh, brainy! He's brainy! <laughs> Fuck, he's creepy. Well, yeah, don't you see him when he's talking to Zelina? He's like, I did this for you, Selena. <sighs> you know, like, he just... <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I love it. I love, that's, like, his mark. Like, you just know it's him. I, love I it. can't even. <laughs> All right, let's catch up with some of the other people. Because, uh, as I mentioned, there were some really fun pairings. We don't always see Captain Charming together, but we did in this but episode. But when we do! Oh my. So, uh, the team splits up, and uh, David and Hook and Henry decide to head on over to the phone booth to uh, send a little haunting message to baby Neil. But as they arrive to the phone booth, which already has a long-ass line, uh, we find Cruella, She's there under strict orders to remove the phone booth. So Claude is there following Hades' orders, and uh, she basically tries to barter with them. She's like, you know what? If Henry can write me back to life, uh, you know, maybe I might uh, look let, the other way and allow you guys to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and look the other way and maybe let you have like a 30 second phone call or something like that but david is like hell no and uh krill is like oh well so be it remove the phone and so all the phones have been removed in the underworld per hades's order the ghostbusters so. are out of business yeah it was like he gets all blustery and stuff like that i'm like you have somebody who can bend reality. You have the author right there. Why aren't you pushing him to like learn his craft or something to to figure this shit out? You could you could be writing messages to Baby Neil. I don't know. Like he could write a telephone to you guys, but like again, this is kind of like I don't know. One of the Dusex Machina, like one of those things where like it's just it's too powerful. You can't use it all the time. But it, it does annoy me in these these certain parts where Cruella's just like, well, why doesn't he write me out? Well, why doesn't Henry write everyone out? There, the end. Happily ever after. We're done. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that is true. And so David and Snow become distraught. They're like, oh, no, we can't talk to baby Neil. He can't hear our voice through the wind chimes. And so Emma's like, well, one of you must return to Storybrooke, you know. Uh, it might be time for you to go, you know? It might be time. And, um, you know, they they assume it must be uh, David, you know, because his name isn't on a tombstone. Snow's name is on a tombstone. Remember, Hades had put it. And, 
and, and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. But I love, I actually kind of do love that Snow and uh, Charming are worried about their child. Because we have had this whole thing of they didn't get a chance to see Emma grow up. And, I mean, not necessarily that it's happening again. Because they've only been gone a couple of days. You know, it's like as if, you know, they went on a trip or something. So it's not that big of a deal in my opinion but they are new parents in a sense i don't even know how old this child is now but uh it, it's still the baby two days <laughs> but oh god what's that timeline i fucking love that and no sarcasm to this that emma says you have to get back to our family like she realizes like how important they are, and she realizes that, like, Neil's her baby brother. Like, I don't know, like... But she never really says that, though, because yeah. she was like, you need to get back to your other kid. Yeah, didn't she say you need to get back to your baby? And I was like, that's your brother. Why aren't you saying brother? Because he's named after my ex? Like, that's... You people? That's that is creepy. That is really fucked up, I'm not gonna lie. I know it was supposed to be, like, an awe moment, but, like, I don't give a fuck. It shouldn't have been his... That shouldn't have been his name. Should have been something else. It's not even like Rumpel's grateful. <laughs> he's she was, he still was gonna <laughs> die with everybody else in the Frozen arc because he didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So no, mm. sorry, this Neil, nothing to me. Wow. Well, I we already know how Priscilla feels about children. That's true. <laughs> I might as well be blindy. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Aww. They'd probably take I've it, found your new nickname. <laughs> no, I hate you. <laughs> yes, I okay. like it. Too much for my life. Elsewhere in town, Belle decides to visit Zelina. Another pairing that we don't really see very often. And she decides to ask for some help. As a mother. Mother to mother, I need your help. And so Zelina hears her out. And Belle has become very worried because of, of her pregnancy and uh, this deal with Hades and whatnot. And so uh, she's like, they end up getting the idea, like, what if Hades does what the Dark Swan did to you and accelerates my pregnancy and he wants my baby and all this kind of stuff. And like, I don't even know what to do. I thought I had time on my side. I don't even have time. Ain't nobody got time for that. And so... After talking about this whole thing, and, and um, you know, Zelina's like, well, you know, there is one way to do something, but, you know, there might be a way to sort of freeze time for you. Did she offer alcohol to the pregnant lady? I don't remember I don't her remember offering her that. glass. Okay, she poured I'm... another glass. She was drinking a glass. She didn't pour it during that scene, but she was drinking it. Okay, I was like, that that makes more sense to me. But I feel so bad about it because she's she's like having morning sickness. She's she's like, oh, I didn't get it to enjoy anything of my pregnancy. No, my favorite line was, "Oh, if I disgust you that much, you can leave." <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was Brittany. Brittany was like, you disgust me all the time. I was like, yeah. You know what? Yeah. 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 Hey, Zelina's got to step yeah. it up. She's got to be nice just to be nice. I mean, being bitter about one person shouldn't make you bitter about everyone else. 
I mean, just saying. Oh, gosh. Just saying. But, yeah, I thought uh, Belle was like, I'm never going to enjoy this pregnancy. And I'm like, uh, nobody enjoys pregnancy. And I don't know why you you would want that, but okay. Aww. Aww. Well, says the woman who's never been pregnant. Exactly. Maybe you might enjoy it. Ew. No. <laughs> Maybe not. Who no, knows? I, I, just but, from re- reliable sources, I've heard that the nine months are, are not pleasant from anybody. They do I do like Bell's like yeah, and, and Selena didn't Poor even Belle. get to like experience it either because they sped her up. I mean, the only one that would know would probably be um, what's her name? Snow. S- Snow. Yeah, but apparently she likes it because she just keeps getting pregnant. So. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so maybe she's the wrong person to ask. Maybe. <laughs> that is not shade at you know at Josh and. Jenny. Uh... Yeah, Jenny. They can have as many That's babies as they want, but... <laughs> I do like, though, that, that Belle, like, tried to ask Zelina, like, do you think you could talk to Hades? I know that he's kind of crushing on you. No. Maybe he'll rip up the contract, but then Zelina was realistic. She was like, you know, Hades won't rip up a contract for anybody, not even me. I will also reiterate that when Rumpel... And her talking, and she says, we'll, and, and he says, we'll figure out a way. She she feels guilty over what she did and over what she decided. And he's like, no, you'll feel better after some time. And it doesn't work that way. And he, she's like, she even refuses his help, saying, I have to go. Like, you're just going to make me make more bad decisions. What the fuck kind of relationship does is that where... You can't even rely on the person because you think they're going to make you worse. That's what it's, you call toxic. And I, I know. Literally but, toxic relationship right there. Preach. Preach. People it's, people toss that term around uh that term of, like all the time in a lot of relationships, but if you want to know what it is, it's literally rumple uh or sorry, rumbell going on right now. She would rather have gone to the Wicked Witch for help mm-hmm. than you. That's saying something. Not to- yeah, which uh, actually Zelina notes. She was like, you have a dark one on your side. Not to mention even Z- Zelina herself, like who has the king of hell going after her. She, even she knows like, he, like I, that that would not be a good thing for both of us. Like, Fuck, this well, the, show. You're the, seeing it in all these other characters that are just kind of like, mm, this might not be the best thing for you. Like, you finally see the beast behind the man. Like, Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, Zelina, that's probably like one of the best lines this uh, this episode is that line from Zelina. I was like, Wow, yeah. you're giving props to Zelina? Yeah, I mean, like, she may be like, her, her revenge and bitterness comes from a stupid place, but she at least can recognize a toxic relationship. And if she can realize it, then uh, you know something's wrong there. Yeah, it's toxic. It's slipping under. Oh, God. And, you know, and this is coming from a fan. <laughs> this is coming from a, a fangirl of Rumbell. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Ash and Pris were probably on board with that as well at the beginning. And for probably a couple of seasons, we, we kind of liked yeah, it. for like you know until what? season two. Like, I thought it was one of the best relationships out there. I was swooning every scene. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was really interested. My because, chipped cup. Because uh, Beauty and the Beast is like my second favorite movie of all time. 
So I was like, oh man, and then it's really cool that they made Rumble Silskin like the beast and I like what they're doing here and I was like, this is so interesting, this is really cool and now I'm just like, why? Why am I so sad about these two and why is Belle always almost want to like, she looks like she always wants to cry. And I'm all like, I don't want, yeah. I don't want to root for a relationship where she's always crying. Like, I, I, I can't do that. Don't make the people I love cry. Like, I don't want you to do that. So that's why I'm just, I, I can't with them. I, I, you know, yeah. to, to be fair to people that like them, though, these are both really good characters when they're not with one another. Yeah. Rumple is actually like really interesting to look at, and I kind of like the new conundrum like that that's faced when he's like, "Well, this is how I am, yeah, and I'm not going to change for anyone." And I, I liked the Bell before, who was just kind of like, "I need to learn how to stand on my own two feet." Like mm-hmm. these these are interesting characters. It's just the way that they're written is like Brittany said, it's a toxic relationship. Maybe it's because they're no longer compatible anymore. Like it's, this is what this is where the relationship has gone. Like after years of being together, of the ups and downs, like this is where we're at, and um, it's kind of scary because we all thought that maybe Rumpel would change for her, or if not change, be a little bit better. Because I don't think we're always gonna get uh, rid of all the evil and all the. You know, the way, the, the cunningness, the, the way he is. Because that's what makes him Mr. Gold, right? That's what makes him Rumpelstiltskin. And I'm okay with that. But he's just, he's so, I don't know. It, he, he holds Bell and power at the same level. And I think that's why the relationship's just not working right now. And Bell is having a hard time accepting all of that. Which is weird, right? Because we got last episode where Bell's like, well, I love, I love all of you. But then we're back again where, they, where they're arguing and she doesn't even want his help. It's weird, and I don't like it. I feel like he's tired of being so fake around her. Like, yeah. for some time, he actually did try to be, like, a better person and use lighter magic and stop being so nasty to people. And then he Well, no, I don't ever think he ever wanted... And I don't think he's ever used lighter magic. Well, when he... He had, like, the start of redemption art, like, three different times now. He tried to and, be yeah, brave. Yeah, but that, during that one arc, he didn't have magic. Well, he was the epitome of a blank slate this this past one. He he wielded the sword of a hero. That's true. And, like, you, you have to say that when he was trying his best to, like, save Bay and killed himself, like, he's had had arcs where he is a good guy where he's used his magic in good ways and we've we even discussed this before where like if you're using magic to pick a lock for like a good reason like is it necessarily termed dark magic or is it better for a cause like so i kind of disagree with the notion that he's never used late magic before i think he has i just think it's using his dark magic for good. Because you can, I think. I think dark magic... It's it's weird, right? Because what does Regina use? Regina uses the magic that Rumpel taught her. And she... I don't... She, I, I, I guess they'd say that she uses dark magic. But I just think, honestly, everything is magic. And how you choose to use it is what makes it dark or light. So if you're going to pick a lock, I would say it's probably... 
I, I guess the intention, I'm sorry, is what I mean. Like, if you're going to use it for that, then could be bad, but I don't think it is, you know. And But you do see the only person that has the light is uh, Emma, right? I don't know if Regina ever got to use she the used light. light magic. Yeah, she did, Regina right? has light magic now. Zena. Yeah, yeah, she does. Okay, so then, all right. Now, no, there's so many loopholes I can't even, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to make sense of, but I, I think this even was... with dark. I think even with dark magic, you can do good things with it. If you guys understand what I'm saying, right. it's just it, mm-hmm. it's the show being kind of like weird within its rules of what's dark magic, what's light magic, what's considered like a really bad thing, and what's considered good. Like it's, I don't know. Well, I think that's well, the show's thing. Like it's never been explicitly explained what's good and what's bad, and I think that's part of the point that sometimes you don't know if it's good or bad. True. Well, like I, I guess, like how how Emma most of the time uses her stuff to like heal people, or you know, to change the name on the stone. So I don't. I, it's weird. I don't know. But we've seen <laughs> Rump, we've seen Rumple use his stuff like to help people or to find something and with his dark magic. So I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, you can use magic for good or bad. Yeah. So I think it depends on the person. So sometimes when it's Beth- just he's the dark. One. Yeah, he's the dark one, and that's why I think when Bell's like, you're just gonna use blah blah, blah and you're gonna be like that, and I think I think it's just because that's who Rumple is, and I don't think uh, he's really tried to help people or help him. Well, he helps himself all the time, but I think Bell's lost a lot of trust in him, and I don't know how he's gonna be able to rebuild that. But it's probably gonna happen because they're gonna have a kid, and it's a family show, and a kid should always have a father, and they're gonna go that route. I think. Ugh. Well, yeah. oh, there you go. Before we move on, I just want to finish the thought that I had with that. This is he's had three separate times that he started to try to be better for her and then went back to the darkness. And then she lost a little bit more trust in him. And it's like, how many times can you try to start over and have that pressure from someone to start over or you lose your relationship? before you get tired of it and say, I just don't want to do this anymore. This is who I am. Accept me. I'm never going to be better. I'm never going to change for you. Like, take it or leave it. Just stop, like, trying to force me to be somebody that I'm not. Which is why I appreciate the the, the turn that we're getting here. And I hope that they're not, they don't, prove that like Merlin's prophecy for like somebody who can wield the dark magic in a good way I'm just like shut the fuck up please like he's had like Is that again, your bell Im- imitation again no it's just <laughs> okay. terrible like it's like three fucking seasons of him like flip flopping around being mm-hmm. good and bad and good and bad I, I appreciate him drawing the line and saying this is who I am, take it or leave it. And I appreciate Belle being, well, I'm hoisted with a sack of shit. This is what I fucking have to do. I just hate that there's a baby involved now. And that's really going to sway her uh, her thought process. Because I don't think the writers are going to be brave enough to be to, to let her be a single mother. Aside from Zelina. But Zelina's, that's also a very complicated and weird thing. But Robin Hood wants to be involved, like, you know, whatever. But this, this is just, it's, it's bad. I feel like this is like when, you know, some, they try to trap you with a kid. And I feel like Rumple trapped her with a freaking kid. 
It just, it does not, it does not look Oh well. my gosh. It doesn't, like, if I were to explain this show or, like, this part, like, to my mom, I, I, I'm pretty sure she would get that idea, like, what? Like, my mom watches soap operas and Young and the Restless, and she would say that that's pretty bad. So, yeah, that, I've seen this shit, guys. I've seen it on soap operas, and it's just, it's not good. It's, it's, it's not. Especially involving a baby. I would have loved to see this with the option of the baby out. Because I think we would give, um, hmm. we would give more credit to Belle standing up for herself. And then we would see them grow as individuals. And then if they decide to get back together and it's better and then they have a kid, okay. Now the conflict is, does she love him? Should she stay with him? But I have his baby, so maybe I should for the baby's sake. Not for my sake, but for the baby. You know? It's just, I don't like it. Brittany does not like it. But you guys see, well, where, I'm going. You guys see where I'm going with it, right? I don't want to oh, run. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, we're still not done with the storyline, <laughs> if you can believe okay, it, go listeners. Ahead. Go ahead, Poppy, go. Because okay. later on, Belle meets up with Gold at the shop, and she basically reveals that Selena has given her a spindle pin with a sleeping curse, and Rumble tries to, like, magic it away, but Belle's like, I can pin myself faster than your magic. And basically, she's like, you know, the curse will help... Um, like basically freeze everything and uh you know it'll give you time so that uh the contract that hades acquired can be destroyed and you can figure it out but then rumple's like oh you know true love's kiss you know i'm not gonna be able to bring you back and the line i think that pissed me off the most was like um, you think that I'm gonna become a better man just to kiss you to wake you up? I was yes. like, really, oh dude? Oh my god! Ugh. OTP, you want guys. me to be a better OTP. man so you don't fucking die and like stay in the in a fucking dream where everyone's burning with my child? Fuck that shit! I want my power. And then she's like, you know what? You don't love me, true love, but my daddy will. So bring me back to my dad for our son. <laughs> Like, but is her dad even true love? Like, this plan is not going to work. Well, yeah, I would say your father... But her father? Loves, her father yeah. like shit. That was because she was with uh, the uh, the dark one. Because he cared about her. And now he's going to be like, see, I was right. What's now the parent does that? You're right. But, like, but now now they're on the outs, though. So I don't know. I would see that as being a protective father. I don't I don't see that as him hating her. Well, oh, no. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we're all going to be with the boyfriend that you don't like. No, well, I mean, was, was he wrong? Notice Regina couldn't <laughs> give Henry true love's kiss until she accepted him as like as the son of Emma too and loved him completely and didn't treat him like he was like that he deserved to like be locked up or insane like he was like season one and I don't see Belle's father like do the same thing he hasn't got well I think already. you guys we haven't seen him in a while you guys are remembering the flashbacks but they reunited in Storybrooke and it seemed like they had a, a decent relationship and he apologized to her this is after because remember like uh, Rumpel was like gonna go all ham on Wait, him in dead? the cabin in the woods is he dead? I don't remember he is dead right? no he's alive oh, he's, he's got alive. the rose uh, oh. delivery service oh yeah well Game yeah, of he's Thorns. the one that took Bell when Rumpel was um when Rumpel thought he was never going to come back. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, see, I'm totally... Yeah, no, I think her dad can totally wake her up. Not a problem. Yeah, I do, too. And I don't mind Y'all are hating on Maurice. Because, like, I feel like Rumpel's treating her way more shitty than her dad is, to be honest. It sucks that, oh, like, God. That, that you have to be, like... You know, you don't love me enough, but my dad loves me enough. Like, what the f- Why are you wasting your time, then? Like, go look for your true love. Go look for somebody that can kiss you awake. Not this motherfucker who won't even well, get off his ass. Like, They're not gonna set yeah. a good example. They're not gonna put an example like that while she's pregnant. That's what I'm saying. Imagine if she wasn't pregnant. I mean, it would it would just oh, this would just make this, so much more sense. This show is just setting up for a Rumpel true love true love's kiss where he saves the day, breaks a whole bunch of curse, and breaks oh. the dark one curse finally by falling in love with somebody. You know, it's setting up for something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I totally see it. That's why I'm ranting right now because. It, it's just it's not gonna happen they're gonna they're gonna give rumbell happy ending, and that's okay you know for the shippers and all that all those people that like them together but maybe they can win us over i don't know we still got like more episodes to come maybe we'll see something but god we have another season to come yeah well they're making it really difficult for me to to fall back in love with rumple in this relationship because holy shit he said some nasty things to her and I just, I can't, like, well, I'm not going to give up my power. My power is just as, just as important as you are. You know, like, you're not more important to me than anything. It's my power. Well, actually, no, power is more important than, than anything to him. And if that, I guess that's most true love, guys. Like, because, I mean, I don't know. I just, I can't. And I do think that he'll find the dad and maybe the dad will help. But, I don't know. But how is he going to get the dad there? Like, is he gonna have the not dad get the killed? dad there? They'll get uh, will take her back. What if he to, can't get her uh, out like that? Like, is he gonna have the dad killed to get him into the underworld? <laughs> Why would he not be able to get her out? Her name is on a tombstone. You don't know. But isn't she like? Yes, you you can't leave if your name is on a tombstone. Her name is not on a tombstone. Okay, Why so doesn't she just leave right now while he figures out everything in the underworld? Like she doesn't need to be there. She doesn't have ruby. She doesn't have, she, she doesn't have like, silver slippers. She doesn't have a bean. Exactly. She How would she get leave. out of there? She, she could have left. He's a dark one. But like, she could have left. But would it have mattered anyway? Because he still owns her baby. Plot convenience. Like. You exactly. could say but he's that, a dark that, like, one. she could have helped him with Robin and the baby and Snow and Ruby and just like clicked the heels and gotten the fuck out of there, all of them, but plot and does it matter anyway because Hades can still reach them. Yeah. Well no, and the ones that have their name on tombstones, they can't leave. Yeah. Robin and baby Snow Pea doesn't have like like their names on shit. I know, like, where no, was that's he true. this episode? Like, but they're, in, was gone, they're in the forest, no idea. Remember? Yeah, I had to remember that. Oh, he's hiding. That's why we don't have him. That's why he's not showing up in any fucking scenes for three episodes straight. Yeah. That's a whole other story for another day. So let's wrap up the other storyline, the major storyline of the episode. So Ruby's distraught, and uh, after having a heart-to-heart -heart with Snow... Yeah, you know, and Snow's like, come on, we're BFFs, you know, tell me the truth, what's going on? Ruby's like, 
you know, I, I think I could be the true love, but I don't even know it, what Dorothy feels and this, that, or the other. And, you know, I, I'm afraid to give Dorothy true love's kiss because, you know, what if it doesn't work and, and this, that, or the other. But uh, Snow convinces her to give it a try. Yeah. And as everyone sort of gets ready to leave, because uh, at that moment, uh, it seems as if David and Ruby will be leaving together so that David can make it back to Storybrooke to look in on uh, Baby Neil, because remember, his name is not a tombstone. We find out that uh, with some help from Captain Hook, Snow's <laughs> name has been crossed out. And David's name has been added in like the worst hook handwriting it's I've ever not seen. His writing with that hook. <laughs> and he's writing the fucking hook. And he looks so fucking proud of it too. He's like, look, look at my beautiful calligraphy. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking ugly. No. But we skipped the Captain Charming scene and I just want to say like this is coming from the guy who's like I hate to, I, I hate to say this but I agree with the pirate and you're never gonna get Emma to going and saving him like for its, its own purposes like this that was a very bro moment where it's like you love me bro nah bro but really yeah I love you bro really okay we're cool together like I don't know it's they're so awesome together like i don't ship them as a otp but as a bro tp like they're awesome look and, how far they've come yeah and also they have i fucking love that this is a disney show like, like affiliated show it's not really a disney show but like you have snow white a princess talking to ruby about like about like falling in love with someone and you're not even bringing it up like you're falling in love with a girl it's it's just like you're falling in love and is it scary and accepting that like this wasn't a very special episode because of that moment and god that was beautiful to me i was like this is so cute like supportive friends i love this i'm here for this yeah i can appreciate the episode in that aspect it was it was so true and so cute and just um, Snow's speeches. I mean, that we've, we've known this for, what is it, five seasons now. They're pretty fucking powerful and really relatable, honestly. And her talking to her, I, I just, I was, uh, I, I think I was telling somebody earlier about how they hyped up Ruby as Snow's best friend, you know, and I'm like, well, where's Ruby? Like, I feel like Snow's best friend should be with her this entire time, but... You know, whatever. But I liked it when they put them together. It's just like old times. And uh, that was like probably the best um, advice you could give her best friend. Who's probably never... Well, not that yeah. she's never been in love. But to, to take that step into that relationship. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So now that David's name is on the tombstone, it allows Snow to leave and using the slippers and click, 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 Ruby and Snow depart for Oz. And so in Oz, Mulan, the Munchkins, and Toto are surrounding Dorothy because I guess that's what you do uh, in the middle of the day in Oz. Mulan, since she knows a thing or two about sleeping curses, has created an altar and everything, much like uh, Aurora had 
back in the day and uh, Toto's uh, doggy senses start tingling and it starts barking and all this stuff and then poof there is uh, Ruby and Snow they reunite with Mulan there's a hug and excitement Dorothy's under the sleeping curse and uh, so um, Ruby approaches the altar and uh, while everyone stares she kisses Dorothy, and it does uh, what we have all seen, you know, it do before when a sleeping curse gets broken. You know, there's like a gust of wind and uh, bright lights and all that kind of stuff. And Dorothy's like, you know, I, I left, you know, because I wanted to protect you. And, and uh, you know, I, th I thought, you know, Zelina would bring you harm. And, like, and Ruby's like, yeah, but, you know, we, we can fight together baby basically and so they continue to kiss and uh snow wipes a tear from her eyes and the munchkins rejoice as munchkins do and uh, back in the underworld henry writes story pages showing that dorothy was successfully revived <laughs> and uh, that snow is back in storybrook with baby neil and so the final scene that that we need to discuss is zelina and Hades. So Zelina ends up going to Hades's lair, which uh, Hades at the moment was sort of like rejoicing in his liquefied Auntie M. I love how they panned a little bit higher in, in the rock work of uh, Hades's lair, and it, and it seems as if each river is um, labeled because we actually saw the title sticks behind. Hades. And right before he pours Auntie M, or as he's pouring Auntie M into the River of Souls, uh, he explains to Zelina that he did this for her, you know, because Dorothy is your enemy, your nemesis. And uh, Zelina, after a chat with the bookworm, as she calls her, decides to accept Hades into her life, and they share a drink. Dun 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 dun. So, final thoughts on uh, the final story elements that uh, were put into place that we that I just. I'm gonna steal what say. somebody else said, and it figures when a teenage boy finally gets to be the author, we get some lesbian fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh Let's be honest. <laughs> but I appreciate that it wasn't just like some like oh well Toto licked her and like that that. That brought her back to life. That was a little doggy kiss. Like, no, it was an oh actual. God, total lictor. It was a kiss, and it wasn't just like a kiss on the forehead bullshit. Like, it was a full on, like, not even a peck. It was a full on kiss, and then afterwards, more open mouth kiss. So, yes! Yay! Damn, damn, Priscilla. Um, so happy. Yeah, it was, it was like some good kissing action. Oh, yeah. I approve. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't even think we've seen something like that with Snow and Charming. This was like. Real good. Like, I don't think we've up. seen something like that with Captain Swan. Like they've had like the nice kiss, like the like oh reunion kiss or oh I miss you kiss, but this was like damn like I want I want you now in front of yes, all these you. little people watching. Oh my yeah, god! That's true. <laughs> it was just they were so Not caught in front up. Of the children. Yeah, and I, I think the only other time I've seen a kiss like that was probably Hook and Emma's first kiss. I want to say probably at the end of season three, or no, not first because I'm sorry, the second kiss, um, uh, in season three finale, I'm sure, where they're sitting outside of uh, Granny's, and he tells her how he gave up her ship for him, or his ship for her, 
and then they just they go at it and i'm like yeah yeah hashtag queens of oz queens of oz yeah so i i I live for these kisses because i feel like the writers are never gonna give me a bedding ceremony for hook and emma so i guess i just have to live with did you call it a bedding ceremony sorry towards game of thrones but um, <laughs> I guess I have to settle for really good makeout scenes, and this this is this was great, really great, fantastic. Oh God! I'm just I'm here for every relationship except like except Rumpel, because didn't he say like didn't Haiti say like do you want to like start chaos together? And I'm like holy shit, this was like one of the best like shipping things you could say ever, like. His, I don't know that their relationship's fucking funny. It's and, cool. And you guys really believe that he's genuinely like he has feelings for her, or do you feel like he's using her? I have a theory. Ooh, ooh. And it has to. It started right after this last scene where she like goes to him, and she. She seemed really fake to me. Like she seemed like she was trying to like pretend that she was really wanting to do this she was like oh that sounds great like like lilt in her voice like trying to get him to believe her and i feel like that she is going to start this relationship with hades to try to get something and to fake it and then halfway through she's gonna actually fall in love with him and then at the end of this he's gonna find out that she was with him for a reason other than just wanting to be with him and get pissed and blow up at her. Like, 10 things I hate about you. Exactly like 10 things I hate about you. So then you do, so then you think that Hades is genuine though? You don't I think, think Hades that. Hades is genuine, Zelina is faking it. Okay, I think that yeah. she thinks that she could never love him or that if she does start to love him and give him a real chance, like, she'll get hurt. I think she's pulling the long con, and honestly, I hope that the writers are doing, like, what I hope in my heart of hearts is that she sees that this man is evil. I'm trying to do a redemptive arc. I'm trying to be good. I can't be with you, because that'll just drag me down. Because we all know fucking Rumpel isn't, like, fucking learning that lesson. I would like for it to be learned by someone, and if it if it's Zelina, more power to her. I I would love that. I would love to see her be redeemed that way. Not gonna lie, I'm I am looking forward to uh, Hades and Zelina. I mean, uh, what what you were saying earlier, Priscilla, that it's you know do let's create chaos together. I was like, damn, like finally we're getting another couple that's on the same page because honestly, we're we're not getting that with Rumble, uh, Rumble. I'm sorry, uh, they're they're both like they're not compatible anymore. Or even if they were, they're not anymore. Like, they have different goals and different ways of doing things. But Zelina and Hades, they may be on the same page. And I'm like, damn. I don't think they are, actually. Okay. I think she... I think there's still elements of her that enjoy doing wicked things. No pun intended. But I think she's showing remorse now. So I don't feel like she's 100% like on uh, team evil in a sense to be honest yeah. i guess we'll see in the next episode but i have a feeling that 
she has remorse now and uh it's not going to be the same or at least she'll learn you know after she does an evil act or two that things aren't uh the same anymore at least in her conscience i that's true on a on ending on a, like a lighter note mulan saying that like i i, I kept your i kept dorothy safe thank you I've had experience with keeping people safe that are under sleeping curses before. Like, oh yeah, nice. You know, with Philip when he was like asleep, he did it with Aurora, and now with her. Jesus, get Mulan laid. Like hashtag get Mulan like to do something. Mulan makes like (laughs) something. Fuck. Hashtag Mulan make love not war. Ben, uh, what was it? Shang. Like, <laughs> oh, female Shang. Let yeah. it happen. Gender Ben Shang. I, I like it. Let's do it. I'm ready. My body is ready. <laughs> well, my body is ready for the MVP. So, right now, it's time for the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most this episode so we're gonna find out who it is and why and if someone has swiped your character you can shout it out but you got to pick a new one no repeats so we're gonna start off with uh, priscilla okay i know what the big character like that everybody's gonna choose is but so i'm gonna like lay off her and say that my favorite character was was Oh, I can't decide between both of them, like Charming and Hook. Like I loved their pairing together. So I, I, I guess I'm don't you say dare, Hook just because I love <laughs> Hook's fucking scrawling. Do it because uh, it'll frustrate Ash. I loved, I loved Hook just basically. I guess using like a pencil in his hook or some shit, and just being like, look, look at how beautiful it is, and look, look how much you love me now, Charming. Like there, I, I love Hook. For his stupid smarmy face. There. MVP. Yay. Next up, Brittany. Yay. Well, I'm a taker because I can. Totally Ruby. Because we haven't seen her in so long. And she finally got the courage to do to, to follow her heart. I mean, um, I think we can all take a, a page out of her book because it's fucking scary, guys, and I think some of us know that, listeners and people here, we know. It's hard to take that leap of faith, and um, if we're lucky, we have a best friend or somebody to uh, to support us, no matter who we love, unless it's, Rump- it's Rumple. But yeah, um, Ruby was just awesome this entire episode, and I love her undying like loyalty to who she loves, whether it's her friend or a lover. And we've seen that since day one of her friendship with uh, with Snow. And we saw it here with Dorothy. And I just, I love it. It's a great message for uh, family. If that's who, if that's who's watching this show and not kids. Well, if kids are watching, that's okay too. But, um, yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? It's, it's a family-oriented show because it's characters and stuff. But I feel like it's more adult-themed. But anyway, um, just Ruby. Ruby takes it takes everything for me and i hope she becomes a series regular i hope we see more of her because she's just so awesome and she can she can literally like eat anybody like yeah so in more ways than one. Oh yeah yeah exactly oh she's God. got she's got she's got many talents and uh ride that wolf <laughs> oh 
Uh, I mean, I would. I mean, if we're being, you know, really open and honest here, I, I would definitely. So I'm done. <laughs> well, damn. Okay, I'm going to go next, but oh, I really don't oh, think I'm going to take Ashes. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to take Ashes because there really were a lot of choices. So if I take yours, Ash, it will be like Kismet. I really don't think I am, though. My choice is Zelina. Okay, I didn't take it. <laughs> My choice is Zelina for all the reasons that I gave in this episode. Uh, and, it, you know, I feel like we're slowly itty-bitty, teeny-tiny, itty-bitty, witty-witty-witty, trying to get, like, a redemptive arc for Zelina. And I'm here for it. I love Rebecca Mater. I think she has been a fantastic addition to the cast since she initially joined uh, as the villain of the mid-season arc so i am glad that they're finally giving her some more to do besides just being wicked although she's really great at being wicked she's wicked at being wicked but uh, i'm really excited to see what they're going to do with her and uh hopefully see her develop a little bit more of a relationship with her sister, as well as becoming an asset for the Storybrooke Avengers, as I like to call them. So, Ash, since no one took yours, or maybe Priscilla sort of took Captain Hook for you, uh, fill us in on who your MVP is and why. Zelina was definitely my second, and you hit the nail on the head with what I would have said, but my MVP, as it is in my notes, because... Auntie M. The funny. chicken. The fried chicken. <laughs> oh, that fried chicken. That was my you know me too well, Brittany. <laughs> but it was charming. If for nothing else, then this felt like a season one um, snowing development where he sacrifices himself to stay behind and let her go do her thing and experience her child being with her child again and being the one there to save the town because he believes in her that much that she should be the one there in case something goes wrong. And it just like gave me more snowing feels. This, this whole half season has been about season one feels and this is the season one feels for this episode. Ash and Priscilla bro TP. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Aww. Fuck all y'all. I'm just kidding. Um, I will say, <laughs> I'll give the writers props for, like, giving us a reason as to why we aren't going to see these characters on the screen for a couple of episodes. As opposed to, like, hiding them behind bags and, you know, coming up with, like, really bad excuses as to why we're not seeing them. So, I'll give them props on that, although... It is a sleeping curse, and uh, like two sleeping curses in an oh my episode. God. Did nobody it, bring that it gives up me flashbacks to like this is like number fifteen and number sixteen, or number thirty and forty of sleeping curses. Yeah, I know. Like season two was like the season of the sleeping curses, and it gave me a little bit of a flashback to that. I'm like, oh, not more sleeping curses. I wasn't that bad, but at least it makes sense. Yeah, it wasn't just like out of the blue. Like it, like I, 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 I took it. And I was quiet about it. I, you, you get know, one more pass once upon a time. That's it. I, this is it. I'm gonna give it a pass just because it's a uh, it's a bisexual. The first kiss. girl on girl sleeping no, curse. No, it's a bisexual kiss, but 
it's still framed as beautifully, like as Philip and Aurora's kiss or Snow White and Charming's kiss, which I'm like, you still had like one lying kind of like on a throne like grave. And like, it just, it was beautifully done. So, so long as it's just not like a lame one, like when Snow kissed Charming to wake him up, like it's okay. You know, to end on a, on a funny note, I just want, you know, I, I know we give a, a lot of flack to, um, to Belle. I don't know if it's really her fault, but, uh, I want her to pass that sleeping curse to me, like is that that little thing where I can prick my finger because I would like to just sleep away all my problems and anxieties and stuff. I'm gonna send you some fake oh poppies so, so you can fall asleep, <laughs> and then I, I'm gonna sleep with the with those on 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 me, Priscilla. That way, people know. Okay, maybe that wasn't a lighter note, but I thought it. Was and funny. then. <laughs> And then Belle can wake you up, and then she can realize that sh she is a lesbian, and then you're her true love. I'll be lesbian with... I'll, I'll treat her way better than, than Rumpel. <laughs> You'll be in lesbians with her. Nice. I'll be in lesbians with her, fuck yeah. Ow. <laughs> on, th on that note... <laughs> Priscilla... Katie's not here, but I have a feeling that you might get a little spoilery with us. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to get a little spoilery. Let's, that sounded dirty. Uh, I have some spoilers <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com slash Storybook Weekly Mirror. So first, I'm going to give the ratings, and we got a 1.1 in the demo and 3.7 million viewers. So keep like keep on keeping on. It's, it's good. And uh, EW got a chat with um, the showrunners, and it just reiterated that this episode wasn't going to be a very special episode. And our goal is to make to make it as we see it in the real world just as normal and a part of everyday life as it should be so i'm hoping that with that like post episode high that this means that we might get more from the pairing as opposed to just like one episode also on like a sadder note uh adam horowitz tweeted that uh scott nimmerfro um died and for those who don't know, he was a co-producer since A Tale of Two Sisters in season four. And he's helped create, like, he's helped write some really good episodes for the series, among which are Breaking Glass, Shattered Sight, and Heart of Gold. So, to end off on some more perkier news, um, we got the DVD cover for the fifth season, and it's that iconic almost white mask looking Emma with the black apple in front of her and like the black feathery eyes, which it looks, it looks awesome. Pick it up whenever you can. And just as a reiteration, next episode is going to be called sisters and we're going to see a young Regina and Zelina and also Cora. And we'll see Robin charming hook Emma and Cruella on a ship some David and James scenes and uh, Pan and Zelina filming a scene. 
And the episode after that will be called Firebird, where we'll get uh, some of Emma's backstory where she gets the jacket for the first time and how she becomes a bail bonds person through the mentorship of somebody named Cleo. And that's all I have for school. Ooh, Q80s makeover montage. <laughs> I'm hoping so. I like I I love that jacket. It would be nice to find out where it was where it came from. It's history. So that's all I have for spoilers. Well, on that note, listeners, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrook Weekly Mirror. Visit the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. You can download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Storybrook Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. You can also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Co-host, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, guys. I'll see you somewhere over the rainbow. Bye, guys. Good night, guys. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrook Weekly Mirror. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>